I'm Noah. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to Product Journey. How's it, how's it going? It's going. It's going well. It's going well. That's good. Uh, this is going to be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to this conversation, um, just so that the, the listeners have a little bit of context. So Smelio, I mean, there's, I don't know a ton about Smelio, and so that's why this is going to be fun. I get to, to learn about you, what you've been up to and building. Um, but he's been building in the Treasure ecosystem. And I've, I've been kind of exploring the Treasure ecosystem a little bit myself. And just for for listeners so they kind of know, kind of have some context of what we're kind of talking about here. Maybe I'll get a, a stab at it and um, mm-hmm. you can kind of correct me if I'm wrong and, and uh, kind of add on to it. Um, but basically the treasure ecosystem is, <clears throat> so it's it's in within Web3 um, and it's kind of like a, a platform that the treasure DAO has created that allows other builders to create on top of treasure and so kind of what that looks like is they have a token called magic and a lot of like these different projects all utilize magic in some way and then they have different nfts like treasure nfts where different projects can utilize those nfts within like their um, like play to earn kind of games or just within their nft collections to make them more valuable and the whole idea is to try to make this whole ecosystem more valuable as a whole, where it all kind of like integrates together and plays together. And I think their they're kind of saying is where the treasure is like the decentralized Nintendo, where everything kind of works mm-hmm. together, but it's, it's kind of cool how it's within like different projects. Um, but, you know, it's, you know, a lot of it is with NFTs and... Um, on the mm-hmm. blockchain and some stuff with that where, you know, maybe some people, even even understanding some of those things, I know some people might uh, not know a ton about. But that's that's kind of my first stab at it. Um, how, how do you think yeah. it did? You did pretty good. Yeah, you did pretty well. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, and, you know, fairly fairly new myself to, to the whole ecosystem. But, I mean, it, it summarizes it nice. And what what I think is what separates Treasure from from the rest of of Web three GameFi specifically is that they it's a it's built by the community like it's com, it truly is community first where the parts are not are not greater than the whole and you can sense that um, you know on Twitter or if you're in the Tre- Treasure DAO Discord uh, if you're watching some of the the tips that come out for our, for for the from the DAO for voting like it, it is truly to bootstrap and empower builders. And that's, that's what I feel like is uh, it's been missing in web three uh, and specifically in, in the game five space. So you did pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and kind of like you're saying, that is pretty cool how like basically with this new kind of web three technology, like you can incentivize builders to build a, 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 an experience around a certain kind of community uh, and that's kind of what Treasure is doing with Magic, where they're incentivizing builders to create and be a part of this. And they even have, you know, they have like a treasury where they'll give out Magic to teams that are <clears throat> building mm-hmm. within the ecosystem. Um, and so, yeah, that is definitely a new kind of thing where, where we can like incentivize teams to kind of work together um, and then, you know, incentivize the community to be a part of it as well. And um, because they're, you know, they benefit from the whole ecosystem, Treasure DAO, you know, doing well also. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. 
And so, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. So hopefully for listeners, because I know some of my listeners probably don't know a ton about some of the Web3 stuff, NFTs, um, but hopefully that at least kind of explains a little bit. Um, and then, you know, why I'm, I'm excited to talk to you is just kind of hear your journey of being a builder in the space and kind of understand like how you got into this and um, just sharing some of your learnings from that, I think will be awesome. Um, yeah. So first off, I'm just curious, like, how did you get into like NFTs, the Web3 space um, in the in the first place? Yeah. So interestingly enough, I mean, I've been I've been on the peripheries of I, I've been involved in crypto for, for a long time. I think I got in right before the, the winter of 2018, uh, the crypto winter. And um, so I've been but then I, I got into the peripheries of NFTs and I was, you know, I was kind of enjoying to see how the space evolved and with the art and, you know, it's it, with me bits and crypto punks and all of those. Um, I got heavily involved when a, when an actually an artist friend and he's he's, he's an artist in the treasure community as well, Derek. Um, you know, he was really looking to start to uh, make some NFT projects in layer one. And I'm a, my background's engineering. Um, I wanted to get into web three development, get into solidity development. So he, he was like, let's, you know, let's just start a project. And so we, we actually got into looking at a launching a project in L1, but the problem, you know, with, with L1 is number one, the fees, um, there's a lot of projects and a lot of blue chips, and it's kind of hard to be a differentiator in the L1 space, I feel. So we struggled, uh, to, com- to be completely honest on L1 Ethereum, we were just tr- could not really find something we are passionate about. Um, we were building and we were learning and we were, you know, trial and error, brute force, whatever you call it. But um, we even, you know, hopped over to a different chain and it was just, uh, it was, a, it was an interesting experience, a learning experience to, to, to kind of jump in feet first and just get your, you know, get, get your bruises, your worst scars from trying to build in a, in a probably already saturated saturated yeah. market and and how many months ago was this that you started this that was over a year ago um that we actually started i believe um started the journey for building just building a project um now ironically derek started getting into the treasure ecosystem really early um he caught he caught wind of it probably around the time that it started catching wind and yeah, which i think uh, was in like september like yeah short after like loot or something like that right Yep, exactly. Yeah, I know he was, you know, really infatuated with the the small brains and the treasure ecosystem and what they were doing and the whole Nintendo concept. You know, but meantime, we're you know struggling here, spinning our wheels on L one. So you know, we kind of we missed that in, that that really low barrier in September. But you know, there's no, there's still it's so early in the treasure system. But that's you know, once we kind of kind of banged our head off the wall for a few months more. Um, well, and, and did you guys actually launch some projects? Like you actually launched some things that went out on like mainnet and, and, and started like minting and, and things like that. We, we didn't get that far. Honestly, we, you know, we started with the art. We wanted to be, so really our vision and, you know, it gets into small snack shop a little bit, but our vision has always been artist and community first and always just try to build, you know, there's a tons of artists. Derek himself is an artist and one of his big things was like it's just hard to get to get your to get traction as an artist in the space because there is so much out there 
uh, and building a community around in, in that type of saturated market is just really difficult. So we, you know, we launched some some concepts concept art, and we just couldn't get the couldn't get the traction in L one that we wanted to to really launch, and then enter small snack shop. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. And, you know, I've figured, I've, I've learned from experience with some of the stuff uh, we've been building is that, like, you can kind of know, like, before you try to mint or anything, like, you know, if things are going well as, as a, as a team, like, if, yeah. if your project's going to mint out and if things are going well, like, you, you can kind of see things beforehand. So I can see how, like, for you guys, like, is like, it didn't make sense to even get to that point, possibly if, if you were kind of hitting some roadblocks beforehand. It is. And, you know, the last thing you want to do is just mint to mint and just be called a rug. Like that's not, that's not us. And that wasn't what we wanted to do. And we wanted, you know, Derek's real life and and real life is a brand builder and he wanted to build a brand. And it, again, it's just, it's hard. You're right. Like 100%, you know, if you got something and you know, if you don't, and that's, you know, we just kept butting our heads against that. Yeah. Uh, Going back real quick to like, so you said you're an engineer uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, like what's some of your experience before kind of entering the Web3 space? Yeah, so I, I've uh, I've been in software engineering for, for over 12 years in the Web2 space and um, been in different verticals, retail, healthcare, finance, um, doing all kinds of things from everything from actually engineering to leading engineering teams. Um, so I have, I have a lot of that, that Web2 knowledge in the space and it's, you know, kind of kind of interesting and also ironic that watching web three evolves is kind of like watching the web two space evolve too. Like some of the patterns repeat themselves and some of the things, you know, that you find as being very trivial in web two are like groundbreaking in web three. So it's kind of, kind of interesting to watch. Yeah, that's, that is pretty cool. Um, and so like now, like, are you doing, you know, web three stuff like full time? Are you, are you doing your own projects full time? Or do you still have like a, a job that you kind of work on as well? I do. I still I'm, I still work in the web two space. Um, I've been cutting back there. Uh, I get a number of projects in the web three space, including snack shop and a couple other things that I've been working on. Um, but slowly gravitating more towards web three. Okay, cool. That's yeah, that's great. Uh, so yeah, going back, I guess to treasure, like you guys decided, all right, I think we want to like start building in this ecosystem. Like what was it that pulled you into treasure and, and made you feel like, all right, this is what we want to do. This is, this is the community community that we want to be a part of. Uh, well for Derek, I think it was, it was the art. It was the community. It was, it was the, um, the people and just the support for me, I connected with the idea of Nintendo um, building games, building a tokenomic system that enabled builders to build, that it was community driven and not, you know, you're not paying a big corporation billions of dollars or you're not, you know, they're not vetting you to necessarily to, or in, in impeding you to build, they're encouraging it. For me, that's, you know, you just don't see that in, in the Web3 space. I mean, you don't barely see that, you don't see that in the Web2 space really at times. So I connected with that and I, and, and we just, once we, once Derek landed a kind of an idea that latched on, uh, it, it became really, really, really easy to get passionate about the ecosystem and the project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like you're saying, it's kind of like, there's no gatekeepers. Like there's no like, um, you know, venture capitalists or, or things that you have to like 
get past that are kind of blocking the way of like you can just start building and just being a part of the community and build on top of what's already there with treasure. Um, mm-hmm. Like no one's stopping you from doing that, which is pretty cool. <clears throat> yeah, it's re- it's really neat. It's a really different experience. I mean, obviously there's there's betting in the community. What you what you do find is that the community just really just watches each other's back. Um, you know, there there's always going to be malicious intent. I mean, this is Web three. People just you know look for ways to to take advantage. But what what separates I feel what separates the treasure community from others is that their community is first to call to call it out and you know look for things that just don't seem right. So. Yeah, you know, while there is no gatekeepers and you can build, um, you want to build with with positive intent, you know. Yeah. And that's that's what's yeah, cool about sure. the but that's what's been cool about the community as well is to kind of see them vet up, vet all the projects that pop up. Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, what what did it look like as you guys started to I guess like engage with the community, be part of the community. Like, what what kinds of things did you guys start doing? I, like, I'm guessing like at least just like uh, participating in in different projects that were on Treasure and and buying different FTs and stuff like that. I would guess. Um, yeah. What what other things were you guys doing? Yeah, for me, I I personally got in through um, asking questions, getting in the Twitter, getting in Twitter Spaces. You know, you can't ask enough questions. Um, just trying to understand the docs, the treasure docs. I think I read the treasure docs like 10 times to really understand <laughs> the tokenomics. Cause it is, I mean, it is a very complex tokenomic system um, in order to, to accomplish what they're trying to accomplish. It's brilliant, uh, com- but complex. Uh, and then I started playing around with bridge world, which is their proof of concept game. That's out there. Uh, you know, their first cartridge, if you will. Um, so I started playing around with that to understand uh, there's some really good resources out there. The Discord has been phenomenal. The people in the Discord are, are have been phenomenal, and that's and that's where like the wealth of knowledge and entry point came from is just to understand what what really are they built? What is this community really about? Not just necessarily treasure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I I can uh, relate uh, to what you're saying with um, just understanding the docs and stuff. Like I think the first time I found Treasure, which was I don't know, probably around three months ago now. Um, you know, I was looking at their website and it was kind of confusing because you're just like, okay, there's like, there's these treasures and then there's legions and then there's, it was kind (laughs) of like, it was very confusing to understand. And then, oh yeah, then you add magic into it and like, okay, what is this magic thing? Um, and it was the first time I'd seen something where it was like, you know, it was a a system or, you know, an, an ecosystem that's built off of ethereum that's kind of like building its own ecosystem and even their Mm -hmm. own marketplace because you know everything i'd seen before like you know was nfts and projects that all were going on ethereum through like the OpenSea marketplace and Mm -hmm. it was it was definitely a little confusing um and then you know to look at the marketplace to see um all the nfts denominated in magic and like okay what is what is this (laughs) (laughs) Um, it it was it was it took some time to figure it out, um, like you're saying, but uh, also, you know, what you mentioned, like there is lots of good information like out there within the community. And I think the community does a pretty good job of like trying to teach everybody else and the, and the new people coming in. Um, I, th- I think I learned a lot from like jumping in Twitter spaces and different things um, mm-hmm. yeah. um, like that. So yeah, it's it's a lot, but it's, it's pretty cool um, to see what kind of the community kind of come together and 
and there's even like some resources uh, i think it's like start with magic or something like that yep. where it's like yep. you know resources that the community members have made just to help onboard people uh, which yep. is pretty sweet yeah i would say that's you know, for me that that was probably the roughest point was just to wrap my head being in being in layer one for so long and even trying to launch stuff on that one you just know i mean like l1 l1 is really all you know from the point you get into crypto until the point you're introduced to, to arbitrum or magic and it's kind of it is hard and the, the barrier of entry has been a little high and a little steep to get in and understand it but uh but it's getting better and a lot of the things that they have in the pipeline i think are going to help with that too i uh, would mm -hmm. trove and things so i think it's only going to get better from here yeah yeah for sure uh, yeah, so tell us what you can about Small Snack Shop. I know, I don't think you've, you know, released a ton of information about it. Um, but yeah, let us know, um, For sure. you know, just kind of general about the project, what, what you guys are building. So, I mean, it, it, it kind of, yeah, I, I'll start with the ecosystem a little bit because it kind of stemmed from um, the small bursts and small brains and the small bodies. Uh, but this then, just the idea that, Treasure is building a Nintendo, right? They're building this ecosystem of cartridges where we're kind of starting GameFi over again. And you can tell with like the pixelation and the art and everything. So with that in mind, um, Derek was, as we were building a project, Derek was coming up with some other concept art and working within the Treasure community and had this idea about, you know, who's going to feed the, who's going to feed the ecosystem, who's going to feed the small brains. And it was kind of a, kind of jokingly and you know he came up with one of the snacks that he put on twitter and got a lot of support and then you know he was like oh let's see let's let's keep pulling on this thread so we started talking about it and we started talking about like is, is there something here like can we build a project um with this concept art with this brand that derek had kind of put together overnight and as it evolved as we started thinking about the ecosystem and about the game fi and about like what could we really build that fell followed the ethos of uh, Nintendo and GameFi and ownership of your NFTs and supporting supporting the rest of the ecosystem. So we put a lot of thought over you know first month about tokenomics and NFTs and the art and some of the gaming perspectives and we looked at Bridge World and some of the other games that have been popping up in the ecosystem and came up with a really strong business model for um, a basically a a business type sim um, within within the ecosystem, and it's a derivative. Um, you know what got us interested in Treasure was the smalls and the small brains and their store and their lore. So we wanted to hold true to that and not necessarily follow the same art patterns because Derek is an artist and he wanted to support the community. But um, we we kind of we derived from from that lore and basically that's you know that's that's what the game is about and about the ecosystem is you know as a as an owner of this of this franchise you you know you'll get a shop and from there um it, things only things only grow and we we want to build integrations and we have a couple partners that we're that we're already building integrations with and the, the people who own their and these assets in our ecosystem will be able to support the community but also internally there's there's a game aspect as well so it's been pretty cool. Um, the the big thing that we want to focus on right now, as we as we're starting to gear up towards our initial mint, is ensuring that we keep building community. Um, like I said before, we really want to harbor the artists out there that are just you know either struggling on L one to get to get the traction they want, or even on L two that are just looking for looking to get involved in a project. 
um, that's what we're trying to build. And we want to incorporate their art in our ecosystem. And we have some, some pretty cool reward systems that we're thinking through that would make, you know, one of uh, one of one art desired and sought after in order to win it through the gameplay. So some, some really cool concepts and our light paper should be either this week or next week, but we do have an AMA Friday as well. Okay, cool. And, and this pod will go out after Friday. It will go out Monday. So if cool, there's cool. anything you're sharing there that you're, feel free to share here as well. Because um, obviously, yeah, you can only share so much, which always makes, you know, NFT <laughs> projects and stuff a little bit difficult to talk around. Um, yeah. <laughs> but that's yeah. all good. So just let me know when, uh, if, uh, if I'm asking a question that's like, okay, we can't go there yet. No, no, that, that's one thing that we, you know, as a team we've been talking about is that there is, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of mystery around projects. And, you know, I think there's part of that's kind of like fake it till you make it. And, and I get it because being in startups uh, prior to this and being involved in this now in this space, you, you do really rely on the community to help you guide your project. So there are things that like, you just don't know, honestly, as you're starting the launch and starting the build. Mm-hmm you know, you just have no idea. Like you, you, you think, you know, and then you start to like, you know, pump some information out there and then you get some poor feedback and you're like, okay, we got to change that. Cause that's just not reacting well to the community or it's not going to work with the tokenomics or the, even the, the, the underlying infrastructure with, with Ethereum is just not going to support it. So um, we've been going a lot of that and it's kind of how we actually got to this stable, what we consider like V1 stabilized version of our, of our release um it's through that it's through that creative process but we also don't want to just keep it all mystery like we we our implementation details like how we do it and some of the cool stuff that's going to come by owning some of our assets we're going to keep keep close to the cuff but um as far as like how you earn how you play what you get yeah we're not we're not trying to keep that uh, yeah too big of a secret no yeah that that makes sense i think uh what kind of what you're saying like i think a lot of especially like you know last year a lot of the nft projects you know they'd launch with just like a full roadmap and like without really having anything to show yet other than like you know maybe some nft images but then this whole you know roadmap of what they're going to build next mm-hmm. and you know first it's like do we even know if they're actually going to follow along with that but also they haven't necessarily gotten the feedback yet to then know if that's actually a good plan so i think i think we were saying makes a lot of sense and i think i've seen more projects start to go down that kind of path and and probably will have to at some point where it's like you know you got to get feedback from the community and like Mm -hmm. just kind of take it a little bit step at a time before you know launching things and then like building a whole year's worth of roadmap or whatever you know projects we're doing um i think i think uh communities are going to start to kind of expect that too where it's like you're not just people aren't just like uh basically promising that they're going to do all these things up front without having anything to show for it exactly it's and it is tough because you you think you know and then a lot, I mean, a lot of us come from Web2 space where like basically anything and everything is possible because it's so such a mature space. But Web3, again, it's just evolving and there are things you can right. and can do, can't do that you don't know if you can, can or can't do yet that are still evolving. So that's, it's definitely a learning process. And I completely agree, like not, not holding stuff too close to the cuff and just being like, you know, this is what we're building. And seeing that reaction and seeing and getting hard questions too has like been kind of groundbreaking for me is 
you don't, when you throw a piece of information out or you're talking like on this pod and whatever on a Twitter space and you're talking about the project and somebody asks you a hard, tough question that you just like get spun on. That's a good, I mean, it, it sucks, but it also, you can go back <laughs> to the board and be like, okay, how are we going to do yourself for that? Or what do we do with that piece of information? So it's been cool. Right. For sure. Yeah. I mean, there's so many limitations in web three, especially like in solidity where you think oh yeah we can do this thing but then once you get in the code <laughs> right there's, there's issues um you know solidity has a lot of limitations and then you know just the blockchain has a lot of limitations yeah um so yeah I, I definitely see what you're saying uh so it sounds like you know it sounds like this is going to be like a, a roller coaster tycoon ish kind of game like mm-hmm. which sounds really cool i have to say that sounds pretty awesome um is is there going to be like I'm guessing, is it going to be like a 2D kind of um, environment where like, you know, people can walk around this snack shop or yeah, can you paint a little bit what that might look like? Yeah. So we're not, one of the things we decided early on is that we weren't going to go PFP um, with the game. Um, so we, we, you know, we didn't want to launch out a PFP for players. So we're actually starting with a shop is what the Genesis Mint will be. So you'll be at true shop owner. There's going to be so there one of the things that we feel is lacking still in, in across all of GameFi is that interact interactivity with a game client. Um, so we are painting a game client that will be, uh, I would say two to two and a half D is what our our concept art looks like at the moment, um, and it will be interactive. Uh, we have some pretty cool ideas, and that's I've got that's the stuff I will keep close to the cuff is some of the ideas that we're exploring mm-hmm. with what's possible on the blockchain that we've we've kind of stumbled into um we'll make that game client make that game experience a little different than what we've seen so far yeah that's that sounds cool that sounds great um yeah i mean i i think this sounds like a fun project i think one of the cool things i've seen and noticed within kind of the treasure ecosystem is that there's just a lot of builders um, a lot of the community members are also like builders. And so like projects mm-hmm. kind of around this where it's like you're building your own snack shop. Like, I think that that sounds like something a lot of people in this, you know, in this community will really like and 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 uh, enjoy, like trying to like create your snack shop and, and make it, you know, better and, and stuff like that. So, yep. yeah, that yeah. sounds exciting. Yep. Yeah, we, uh, we, we, we call it an empire, a snack empire, but uh, we'll see. Yeah. So what, you know, what, what, what does your team look like? What, what, what kind of team does it take to make, you know, something like this? Yeah. So um, that's a good question. So, you know, we, obviously we have Derek as our artist and our concept artist. Um, We have two solidity developers. Um, I, I cross the bounds of, of solidity to web two. So we still, you know, you still have both angles there that you need. Um, and then the community, you know, the community team. So Shady, who I think you've, you may have talked to before. And then we have, mm-hmm. uh, we have Hi, and we have a, a bunch of mods that are helping us with our, keep our, keep our Discord clean and, and safe and fun. Um, so I think for us, what I think the immediate culture shock is, was how do you really run a community? <laughs> um, like, how do you keep them engaged? How do you make it fun? How do you keep them um, guessing and how do you keep the how do you keep them interested in the project and the that's been for us that's been the community team and that's you know almost a, a pre-rack in my opinion is understanding how you're going to form that team yeah that's 
Yeah, that's definitely something I've experienced as well. Um, you know, kind of like trying to keep the retention of community members. Um, so yeah, I'm just curious, like what have you guys found that has worked well for you in that, that area? So it's been interesting because we really started from like really greenfield for us. Like we, we knew we had our idea, we had our concept art, but we didn't really have anything material in terms of like a game client or the NFTs weren't built. So for us, it's been really trying to keep them engaged in, in ways of like challenges and ideas, thoughts, you know, putting some, again, like going back to the previous point, like putting some stuff out there and getting feedback. Now that we've actually started to materialize and build, build, um, that now it's it's been i would say even harder because you go dark for periods of time while you're building um and that's where you just really rely on the community team and make sure that they're just interacting with the people and we're doing things like this like pods and we have amas coming up and those are the things that i realize are are now like really important to do to continue to build the community and keep engagement um it's again it's been kind of shock it's been kind of a culture shock because like you're starting from almost literally scratch yeah yeah for sure but i mean yeah i like those ideas you know basically allowing the community to kind of be involved be a part of the building and giving feedback and and then in a way that kind of helps them be more invested because they're kind of a part of it now um so that's that's those are some great ideas i like that for sure um so let's see going back to the team so it sounded like is there, it sounds like that's around like six, seven people. Is that about right? We have, I think all in all, we have 12 with our mods and wow. community, community member, uh, community manager, and, and then the backend team. Okay. Um, so then I'm curious to know, like, you know, kind of like just understanding like what's normal for like these um, NFT project kind of teams, like, you know, are, are, are you guys like basically paying all these people up front without, you know, cause you, I'm guessing you haven't made any revenue yet from this project. So like, is there a lot of just prior investment up front into it or do you pay, you know, uh, members by, you know, like a future, like they'll, they'll get a percentage of the mint, uh, revenue or something like that. Like, how do you, yeah. How do you basically, uh, handle that with the, the team? I think I think for every project's probably a little different. You know, larger scale projects may have some backing. For us, you know, we you know, we went into this pretty pretty transparent that you know, we don't have VC backing. We don't have deep pockets we're building and we will you know for, for community members who are just helping out, we we assure them that they'll have reserves um, and we do reserve a piece of our mint, um, a pool of our mint for our community team. Um, so that, you know, they'll get, um, they'll get, uh, spots or white, you know, call them whitelist spots, but they'll get, they're guaranteed to have, um, more than one, uh, more than one of the Genesis. Um, and we're doing some other things like we're getting ready to launch a founder's token too, um, as a way to, to raise some capital, um, to invest in the gameplay. And, you know, we've, we've talked about again, reserving a pool of those for, for the community team and, and the internal team. Um, and then as far as like revenue and everything goes, you know, there's some of that's really incumbent on whether or not you integrate with treasure or what, what marketplace you, that you integrate with and, um, what your tokenomics looks like. Uh, are you going to be doing just tokens? Are you going to be doing, are you going to be doing NFTs? Are you going to be doing tokens? So we've, we've kind of structured our, 
our payment structure, like our revenue structure around that as well as, and then it's, you know, obvious that you get, you can get emissions from, from magic. If you get in a, become an approved treasure marketplace project, um, there's an emission structure there that can, can be used towards operational expenses too, like paying the team and runway. So all of, yeah. all of this kind of factor in, and I think it, you know, back to the point is that it, it's really dependent on the project too. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. There's yeah, there's some moving parts there to figure out uh, to make that work. I'm sure. Um, I'm curious. You you mentioned like the founder um, tokens or the founder NFTs. I saw like I think Battleflies did that. Maybe mm-hmm. another project or two in the Treasure ecosystem did that. Which that's that's kind of a first for me. Like with Battleflies, seeing that that like, I mean, I think that's a pretty interesting idea. Where it's like you're the you know the people are actually investing into the project. Um, so that they can kind of continue development. Um, so like what, what would investors of the, those specific tokens, the founder tokens, um, would they like basically somehow receive a bit of like, if the project does well, like, yeah, what are they getting for that? That makes them kind of want to invest in in that way. So the first thing is we're only doing a, a very limited short run of the token. Um, and one thing is that we're doing a true mint of the token. We're not doing like an airdrop or anything like that. This is like a true uh, paid mint token. Um, and we're doing a short run. So only the first, um, uh, I forget the number we set it on, I think 50. Uh, only 50 of them will be released. They're one of ones. Um, they're going to be custom designed for the people who get them. Um, so not not overly custom that, you know, nobody else would want them, but there's going to be some fun fun facets of it that make it special. Um the game, the token itself has extra utility in the game, permanent utility in the game. That if you are a holder of that plus a plus a shop, um, you'll have uh, additional, um, say, power up or generation power. Um, so there's there's some interesting things we're doing there. Plus we're doing we're trying to think of other ways to reward the the people that end up getting and holding that token at the time of mint uh, Genesis Mint too. Um, things like merch, uh, things like um, additional spots or additional mints. So there's um there's some things that we're thinking through, but the the big thing is for us is making sure that the token itself is special, that it doesn't just it's not just something you get and it's and hold it. It's something that actually gives you t- utility um, as you continue to hold it and continue continues to provide value to the holder. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. Um, so you mentioned like marketplaces a little bit. Uh, and I'm not sure if you're able to share this or not, but I'm curious, like, you know, kind of around like what marketplace, um, you'll, you small, uh, snack shop will mostly be using. Cause I, in some ways there's a little bit of an issue, I think right now where it's like, there's the magic marketplace and it's like, you have to be officially partnered to get on there. Mm-hmm. Or like, I think the only other option is really like tofu that supports Arbitrum. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, obviously treasures coming out with their own, um, kind of open marketplace trove eventually, but mm-hmm. it's not here yet. So it's like, yeah, how how, how are you guys going to like, w- what kind of marketplace are you going to use kind of with that being kind of the the circumstances? Well, I mean, we are, we are talking with Treasure. We're working through our, our tokenomics and we're looking through the things that, you know, they're looking at. Um, we don't have anything official to announce on it. Um, the, but you're, you're, you're one, you're 100% spot on. So the problem is, is that it seems to projects at this juncture, it's treasure or bust, right? Like you either go to treasure and you get approved 
because there is no trove isn't there yet um and then your other option you're right is tofu nft which you've seen like realm started on tofu nft and then moved to treasure after refactoring their white paper and their roadmap enough that it made sense for them to be on it so it's been it is a challenge and, and like one of the i'd say it's like one of those uncertainties as a team is what is our backup plan should we not launch on treasure and what does that mean for the community what does it mean for the tokenomics like do we have to change anything or do you know is it just you know do you not launch if you don't get it um obviously that's not our game plan we're, we're going to launch one way or another but i can see yeah. i can see why without a trove there and for folks who are building in the treasure ecosystem it, it's a little daunting because you just don't you don't know um what's going to happen if you yep. so yeah it's a really good call out for sure yeah that makes sense i think i saw somewhere that like 98 percent of nfts on arbitrum are sold through the treasure marketplace so like that's where it's all happening basically for arbitrum and so yeah there's a little bit of a worry like if you don't get on that marketplace like what happens um so yeah that's kind of interesting mm-hmm. um, or i guess it's just kind of a, a problem to think through as a as a builder yeah as a, as a maker yeah. like you said definitely <laughs> definitely um so i guess uh stepping back a little bit and maybe kind of kind of one of the final questions, like, you know, kind of jumping into this like web theory world into the treasure ecosystem, like what things have stuck out to you as um, maybe just different, like different at for being a builder in, in like the web three space compared to back in web two, like, um, you know, maybe what new challenges or things that you've noticed that you've kind of had to wrestle with that, you know, were, are new um, and that, that you didn't have before in web two. Um, I say the biggest, well, between web two and web three, I mean, there's so much that's, there's so much you can do in web two with like persisting state and gameplay and like, um, interactivity things that you just don't have to really rely on a blockchain and a ledger and writing transactions and fees to do like, yeah, you have to have runway, you run game servers and you have all that, and that's fine. And you can get through those challenges, but um, with the web three space, you do have those finite limitations where you, you have to consider what are you going, what, what's the best experience for the user? How much, you know, how much are you going to render on a, on a web UI? How much can you, how much can you render? How much are you going to rely on the blockchain? Um, things like that have just, those have been challenging, but then even further with building in the treasure ecosystem, it's been around really trying to harvest magic. Like, what are you going to use magic for? What are you going to use their token now they're also encouraging that you, you know, that you have your token, you have your own native token, which we are planning to have, and trying to understand the tokenomics around having an in-game currency, but still using what you consider a layer two currency that's not Ethereum as as the primary um, integrated token across all of these other cartridges and games. That's been like that, that can get your head spinning a little bit. So it, that, I think that's probably where we spent the most of our time in the last few weeks was just making sure that we have that crystal clear. Because again, this is like, mm-hmm. you know, this is people's money. People are investing in a way by playing. So you want to make sure that you're not just diluting, diluting your token, diluting the magic token or sinking tokens or anything like that. So that has been the, probably the biggest challenge on, on the layer two space for mm-hmm. us. Yeah, that's definitely sounds that's definitely tricky. Uh, let's see another thing I've noticed. I, I feel like other founders 
have kind of talked about and maybe experienced that's kind of maybe a new thing in the Web3 space is just kind of the idea that you have this community that's kind of built around your project and they, they have skin in the game, like they're bought in, you know, mm -hmm. by buying NFTs or things like that, which is great. Like there's a lot of awesome things that come from that. But I could see there being maybe a little bit of negative, at least at least maybe for the founder, or the builders of like, maybe just a lot of pressure, like just a lot of emotional pressure. Like if you if you make any like little mistake or or do something a little off that people don't like, like you could have people mad at you or upset. Like, have you experienced any of that kind of pressure and, and how are you like dealing with that? There's a little bit of that. And I think part of it too is because we launched with a small, with small in our title that people are like, you you know you you could be perceived as riding off the coattails of the small verse and you know have an original idea and you know things like that you get you get a little bit of pushback on the, those types of things on the gameplay even people are like well you know they always want to criticize some of the things that you might push out there and that's i mean but that comes in web 2 space too like we we're used to mm -hmm. you know we're, we're as builders in web 2 and web 3 doesn't really matter we're just kind of used to having to understand where where that feedback is coming from. And I mean, we, we like to think that everybody comes to us with, with questions or pushback, having somewhat of positive intent, right? Like they all are curious and they're all asking the right questions. And so I think coming in with that mindset and just being, letting people be curious and ask questions is, is what helps us even evolve the project in a, in a way that makes sense for the community. Um, obviously, if something conflicts with our morals or our com moral compass, so, you know, we always will say that transparently, but, we just kind of assume everybody's got positive intent from where they're coming from. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and uh, yeah, there's a lot to kind of work through there and, and think through there as you're building and making projects. Um, well, sweet. This has been awesome, Samilio. Thanks for coming on yeah, and just kind of sharing, being transparent about this whole process of, of building um, in, in the treasure ecosystem. Um, lots of interesting things, um, hopefully, that the listeners have learned through this. For sure. I, I know I learned some good stuff as well. So really appreciate you coming on. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll put some um, notes in the in the show notes, like some links to some of the projects you're working on and mm -hmm. so people can find you and find um, Small Snack Shop if they're interested. Yep. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming on. Appreciate your time, man. Thank you. Bye.